Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Ooh. Yes, you are. <laughs> right when, right when I kept telling, I kept telling Steve, okay, it's I'm good to go, but then I kept talking over him. So right when he, <laughs> if you pay attention and try, listen really carefully, you might hear me say, suck a dick, right in his intro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's Adam for you, and and he can he can say that now. He he can say that loud and proud. That's now, right. You know, because you know, in Arizona now, gay marriage is legal. Now it's a hate so. crime if you get upset if I say that, bitches. <laughs> it's like, hey, suck a dick. Hey, fuck you. Hey, man, that's legal here. You need to chill. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Adam told me. Uh, because I saw it on the news and that it uh, they had like everything else like here in California they had a a law trying to ban same sex marriages and then of course you know you know people take it to you know the courts and stuff like that and eventually it got overturned as unconstitutional so he's like hey you know gay marriage is legal in in Arizona and I was like oh you can stop living it you can stop, stop living the life yeah. <laughs> No, it's actually kind of interesting how it happened because there really wasn't a battle in Arizona. Basically, the Court of Appeals for this district, which is a federal court, if you're not privy on how the government works, which it seems like a lot of our Arizona government <laughs> officials don't really understand. Um, they so Something happened in Nevada. I can't remember exactly what. And, I think they, they, they try to pass that law too. Like yeah, and, and the Court of Appeals um, – found it unconstituted which which is something that's been ringing across the entire country they're they're starting to say it's unconstitutional to ban marriage from a particular group which you know is true so right the um our attorney general in arizona i say our because that's where i live um yours not ours right (laughs) says um said you know i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by what the court of appeal said he also said there will be, ironically, no appeals taken for this decision. 
due to like he basically said because basically like he said a lot of nice shit but he basically said because it's bullshit and I'm done like it's <laughs> yeah. it's legal now so now <laughs> our governor who I fucking hate our governor's <laughs> a, a fucking moron is sitting there going it just means our votes don't count this just proves our votes don't count like you're the fucking governor and you don't know how the fucking court of appeals works the ju- <laughs> the basics of the judicial system like I expect yeah. some people in the comments not to get it, but you're supposed to get it, and it's yeah. it just ugh, whatever. But it's good too because um I was reading articles and it's it's very true that um it's the the general consensus in Arizona is either yay for same sex marriage or I don't give a fuck either way. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's like nothing's changed here. There's nobody upset. Just a couple yeah. of government people are because the problem the problem Arizona has a similar problem that Florida has a lot of the times. So There's too many people retire here. Yeah. And and retirees, they have nothing better to do than to vote. So you have <laughs> you have plenty of I'm serious. Young people don't vote. I don't know why. Uh-huh. Like statistically. So you have a lot of fucking old ways of thinking going on. And um I'm happy that we've joined uh, the cool club. Pretty much the whole south southwest now. I'm looking at this little map. Um, well, it's it's kind of interesting that you your state of all moved into the 21st century. But see that, and that's the thing that I hate is that uh, the the perception of Arizona outside of Arizona is that we're a backwards fucking hillbilly state. It's really not like that. When you come, the majority of people here are all for the modern shit, but. It's just our government sucks cock because you have um, – and I'm not – you know, no pun intended really. I'm not, I'm not trying to be cute. They really do though and not in the cool way. You know, um, the, the cool way. You know what I'm saying. Well, for equality, but they're just assholes really. Um, like I said, you, the, the retired people, 60 – we're talking 60 years old and older. are They're pretty much almost 100% voting. Right. You know what I mean? So you're getting that old that old mentality, and and young people they they'll be more than happy to scream on the college campuses what they want, but they get them in the fucking voting booth is like pulling teeth. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I, I talked to a few of my friends here, and the the general thing was I I don't care <laughs> because that's really how everyone should feel. I don't care. Well, like I wrote in my uh, I, I, on my latest blog on the Stephen Vargas blog, uh, was just like it doesn't affect me at all. Like people say, like oh, it, it's going to affect marriages. No, it doesn't. How is how is two homosexuals getting married going to affect me personally? Like, I, I, is it going to cheapen my marriage? No, heterosexuals have been doing that for years. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't see how them getting married is going to affect my life in any way. Not only that, and, and let's call a spade a spade, okay? The the camp, okay. the <laughs> that's a spade. Um, the <laughs> camp, the camp that says that is not for same-sex marriage being legal. It's a relig- It's religious reasons. There's no other reason for it not to be homophobic. Homophobes just. Well, you, well, that, but that's, I mean, there's a lot of that when it comes to, I'm not saying that religion in general, I'm just saying the people that they usually eventually say, God said that 
marriage is between a man and a woman, blah, blah, blah. I always find it cute. And the first thing I always say is, do you think that people didn't get married before Christianity? Like it was an invention? Hmm. It's it's People have been getting married for fucking almost since the beginning. And um, people used to get married to animals. I mean, real weird shit going on, you know. Maybe that should be legal next. Well, that it it's you know you always hear that as a reason it's like well you know if, if people can marry people of their same sex then they can go and they can marry children and they can marry animals and they can marry, it's like mass hysteria <laughs> well in my mind i'm like is that where you go to yeah, like no. if, in my mind how do you make that leap like, like wait a minute point, so okay look this same is sex, about your fantasies i get it yeah, i know same sex marriage is just as bad as bestiality like there's not even in the same camp dude yeah, like it's just stupid. But but generally, and I think this is the official lazy geek stance. Everyone can get married. I don't care. Yeah. Misery loves company. Right. <laughs> you want to get married? You want to enjoy my life? Go right ahead. <laughs> no problems. No, yeah, I. But what? I like what? What? what that, on a side note, of course, you know, I'm, I'm joking about this, but you know, you always see like a lot of the same sex couples have been together for years, like longer than most mm-hmm. heterosexual marriages last. After they get married, are they going to then, you know what, fuck you, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, oh, you were with me for like 20 years when we were, when we were like, yeah, but now I'm married to you and I don't like you. <laughs> you're going to see a higher rate of divorce amongst, <laughs> amongst and now, you're, uh, now you're seeing uh, all these, those fake ultra conservatives news sites where they, they, they spout fucking utter nonsense that has no sources <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Um, saying that that uh, this was in a different state, but they were saying that the court was forcing. Said that they told the to churches if they don't recognize same sex marriages that they're um, they're they could be arrested or something like that. And I'm like, just because same sex marriage is legal doesn't mean every church is forced to marry you. Like yeah. they they can say no. They, we don't want to do that. They're a private organization. That's fine. Just go to the next church. Believe me, if there's one thing we have in America, it's fucking churches. You'll find one that will do it. Yeah. Or just go and to the court. So, That's really the only yeah. legality of it. You, now the court can marry you. Like, the, the church yeah. doesn't have to. Yeah. And more often than not, I guarantee you, if you are, you're probably not going to one. Mm-mm. You know? But at the same time, it's like... You know, and and just to to put a devil's advocate point, there will there can be some people that will do something like that, but that's strictly to just uh, win points for you know raising a ruckus over something to get their name in the stir news, the so pot. that yeah, stir stupid. the pot, and then and then they can get their their face out there, so when they run for higher office, like oh you know they wanted this, so we want this kind. Of, there's always that side too, and there, you you always got to be careful of the Al Sharptons of the world. You know, the as yeah. uh, what as uh, the ambulance Heather, chasers. Yeah, we, that's what we call Gloria Allred, who's like, anytime you see a victim, quote unquote victim, she, her ugly ass is always next to somebody, and we're like, going, oh, the Gloria Allred of so and so, you know, yeah. <laughs> the fucking ambulance chaser. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, California you guys finally joined California and a couple of other states that have have finally done that. I mean, to me, it made sense that Nevada should have that because, you know, they can fucking marry anyone in any degree of inebriation. I mean, prostitution is legal in Nevada. Come on now. 
that's what kind of gets me a little bit. It's like they were running, and I think it was Nevada that was running that that issue. And I was like, really? You have legalized prostitution. You have legalized gambling. You basically have quick married churches along the strip where you can be all sorts of fucked up and get married. You basically took the Christian Bible and said, okay, let's do everything the opposite way. Exactly. And and this is where this is where you draw the line. <laughs> no we're same sex. Now wait a minute. Yeah, it's like, hey, 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 hey. We'll do a lot of things, but no. Not now this. I know I was late to this meeting because I was snorting blow off of a fucking hooker's stomach. And I know we talked about making that casino that looked like the Ark, but this is completely different. <laughs> yeah, it's called Holy Rollers Casino. Right. <laughs> No, si- simply put, and this is the last thing I'm going to say on it. Whether is it <laughs> pro- probably not, but for now, the whether your personal opinion on same-sex marriage, religious reasons or not, you know, the simple fact has always remained that it is unconstitutional right. to tell people who they can and can't marry. Within reason, obviously, like you said, you can't marry children. You can't marry, right. even though they used to there, do that there, back in the day. But you can't. Yeah, but there there are laws against that. Yeah, but that's that's different. But two consenting adults want to marry. It is not the government's place to tell them not to do that. Exactly. That's it. The, the, they should just give the marriage license, and that's it. Yeah. Then next thing you know, they're gonna they're gonna have. You know, blue laws where you can't drink on a Sunday and you, you're going to have towns where you can't dance to music, you know, and it, it just gets preposterous at that yeah, point. It's – you can't – the separation of church and state for two reasons, one to protect the state and one to protect the church. The two should not be involved with each other whatsoever because silly shit happens, <laughs> you know, like reasons why – our ancestors left their home country. <laughs> Come over here to make the same mistakes. Yeah. So, America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Oh, you know, on a totally different note. So, like, I'm, I i don't know if any of you knew, but... Wait a minute, you know, wait a minute. Is this in the show notes? No. Then you not. can't talk about it. We have oh, show you. notes for fucking yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, how many podcasts have we started with... Is it adding I know to say like... the show notes, but uh, I just remembered this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think those of you, I think Adam had said on, on a few podcasts, uh, he used to work for Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And um, so like, the first time in a long time, I actually went into Best Buy because I wanted to pick up a new mouse, which I picked up the uh, at Adam's recommendation, yes. the Logitech G600. Yes. Um, which is kind of weird when I see it pulsating blue on the side you right can here. Turn the just... pulsate off. <laughs> no, I know, but I like it. Oh. <laughs> it. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy. You like when it pulsates. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a little weird getting used to, like you were saying. It, it, it just, it. I mean, it's cool because I can lay my whole hand on it, but at the same time, it's like, okay. Why? Is, why do ha- I have a button here? Yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, you know, doing the left click. Okay, it's not that one. It's this one. <laughs> it's the middle finger. Right. But uh, in any case, I, uh, I don't, and I don't know if this is for all Best Buys, but dude, they fucking changed that shit up now. Like it's like the aisles used to be big and open, and now they're all kind of cluttered. Um, and then like the whole TV section, it's like fewer TVs, 
um, and certain areas of the TV uh, shelves are stacked higher, but it's like all the high-end 4K curved TVs. It's every TV that's basically over a thousand dollars or about that price point that's up on the wall. Yeah, they did the same thing at the at the Best Buy here that I used to work at. Best Buy is doing this whole. Um, they're trying to adapt because so they're Best Buy is losing a lot of business to online, and yeah. um, for obvious reasons. So what their their business plan now is to be a showroom, basically, so that people could go and order it online. Well, yeah, and see the the it's actually kind of a good idea, but they're trying to make their online Best Buy's website a big presence. So I remember when I when I worked there, if we didn't have it, you would go to the website for them and order it for them. Now, obviously, uh-huh. it was like, well, I could just go home and do that, but you're supposed to be like, no, no, no. We'll do it here, you know, for customer service and all that. Right. Um, I think I think it's smart because they at least are giving themselves a reason. And and the the showroom idea was cool because they were having like a Samsung store, and a, and now the computer area was the Microsoft store. So it was like branding right. and all that shit. Um, I know Apple has a little dinky table in in that store, but they're gonna do a remodel too. And <laughs> They had representatives from all the companies there, usually every day, you know, showing off their shit. Well, like, one thing that you had said to me is that Best Buy price matches, right? Anything you find online, right? Well, they have 19 places they price match. Uh, um, But one of the funny things is, and this is something that has always been an issue with them, is that you don't get to talk to anybody. Like, everybody either is... Like, you walk in there, they, like, run away. Like, they disappear. You can't find anyone. Mm-hmm. And you end up talking to some other dude who just happens to be like, oh, this is a good idea. It's like, nah, you don't really want that right now. Like, the 4K shit. Like, I actually had a conversation with the dude. And the guy's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, 4K. I go, yeah, I go, but you got to remember, too, is there's not a lot of content for 4K. I go, not to mention that if you try to download that, it's going to take a while. <laughs> You know, I go, Netflix does have a few things that are 4K, I go, but there's not still not a whole lot. Even your TV, I go, your TV resolution is not going to be 4K. Right. Because the the person that sends it out has to have it in 4K quality. And um, he was just like, oh, really? And I go, yeah. I go, they, I, they don't tell you that, of course. I go, even if you get this, the PlayStation 4, I go, they have 4K capability. Well, it's, it shouldn't be hard to figure out an HD uh, Blu-ray. It won't be HD on a standard definition television set. Right. But the thing is, is that the way they promote and stuff like, yeah, you get it with 4K and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people that aren't like us that know this shit. And, you know, the guy was like, oh, and I go, yeah, I go. And as I go, especially right now, I go, these things are way overpriced. (laughs) I go, wait another year or two. They're already talking about 5K now. Yeah. I go, I go. Once there's more content for 4K, I go, I go, and to me, 4K right now, 4K seems like the the whole HD DVD kind of thing, because they're talking about 5K, but at this again, you you can't have 4K like on a, a Netflix or some of that when your internet probably won't even support that. Yeah. So so yeah, it was just interesting to find that either there's no one around to tell you that, or even when they tell you, they don't know themselves. You know, so and and the fact that they don't like there's no signage anywhere that says like, oh, do you find it cheaper? Talk to us. We can we'll maybe be able to price match. 
Yeah, it's like yeah. at Best Buy, it's in the front of the store. But it's Which they, they price match, but they don't. They want you to know, but they don't want you to know. Oh yeah. And it's 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 taught to the people that work there as a last resort. Like if someone says, "Well, I can get it cheaper here," you go, "Well, I'll price match that for you." Yeah. But if and, I don't know. Yeah, and and to me, it just seems like a lot of them are just kind of. A lot of them are just kind of like whatever, you know. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm just gonna. You know what I like? I like going to Amazon and then it lists the price and then I pay it and then they send it to my house. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and that's probably what I'm good because I bought a lot of stuff at Best Buy when I worked there. One for the discount, then also you know because I worked there, so I just bought right, the shit right. there. Um, but now I think I'm just gonna buy my shit off of Amazon and Newegg yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I've been buying. I've been I, well. I've been buying a few, um, quite a few things off of Amazon and stuff like that. Uh, the mouse, I just kind of wanted to see because this, for me, that's something you just can't simply buy online. You kind of do have to see it. Yeah. You know, because you, you know you fuck around too much on that, and you're like, oh, this is a lot smaller than I thought. You know, then you're like, ah, oh, that's bullshit. I love this mouse. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got to figure out how to program that shit. I told you, she's software. Then, no, I I know that, but I'm saying you know like take time and actually do it. I haven't had much time this week to do any of that, but I'll do that and then I'll sit there and go, man, this thing's all sorts of fucked up. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, just use the software. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, uh oh yeah, and uh, go fuck yourself. Hey, yeah, just use the software. Yeah, right. Right. just saying. <laughs> right. I think it's time we get into some news about software. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah let's okay. talk about this. It's not in the show notes, but you know, we'll just talk about. It. All right, moving uh, in television news. Even though Constantine will be debuting on a different network from Arrow and The Flash, it seems that with uh, it seems that it's gonna it'll be the basis for the mystical realm of DC, and being set apart gives it the freedom that it would not have had if it were connected to the other series. With the series debut set for this week, it seems that it's going uh, It's going to go... If things go right, they will be setting up a whole mystical DC universe within the series. In an interview with Screen Rant, showrunner David Goyer discussed the future, the future potential of the series. However, it is important to understand that this will be ba- uh, based on the basis that the show gets either... It's back nine order because it's currently at 13 episodes and or a second season. Not only that, fans could uh, expect some semblance of the Justice League dark in the series. Constantine is dark in a mystical portion of the DC universe, and it is one of the few things that the main Justice League cannot handle. Uh, Beyond the pilot, Goyer does have some plans for the first half of the season. Quote, Within, um, even within the first 12 episodes, we introduce two or three characters from the broader DC universe uh, that are just not just exclusively from Hellblazer. Corrigan has been mentioned, and there are a couple other characters we haven't talked about that will show up as well, Goyer said to the website. If the show takes off and we get, back, um, we get our back nine and come back for a second season, we, um, we sort of have access to the whole corner of the occult universe. The mention of Corrigan is nice, as, um, but he is not thrown out the possibility of adding Swamp Thing into the mix. Quote, uh, the idea is, has been thrown around, but 
would only give the character serious consideration as after Constantine makes it through its first season. We don't want a cheesy version of Swamp Thing, he said. Both characters have a long, a long shared history, but how it will translate to network television remains a completely different thing. Much like how Groot would, will work out of the Flash, out in Flash, if and when he shows up. But it is nice to know that uh, many of the DC shows are pulling from their source material. Not having the series linked to Arrow or The Flash is not a bad thing. Keep in mind that they did not cross paths all that much in comics. The series premieres on October 24th on NBC. Yeah, the DC's DC comics aren't like Marvel's. They don't <laughs> constantly show up in each other's books. Was that a pun? Constantly. Oh, yeah, I guess. I'm doing it on purpose, but you know. Um, but no, DC's always been. I mean, lately, maybe not as much. Even now, yeah, you read a Batman book, it's Batman. Yeah, you know, just Justice League is the team up book. Yeah, and then sometimes you'll see a crossover where you know Superman pops in over there, or you know. Yeah, if there's like a but, big event going on or something. Yeah, but they they usually and if anybody shows up, it's usually. Someone fairly small. Yeah. Or a villain. Marvel's like fucking Spider-Man goes to the grocery store and he probably saw Wolverine there or some stupid shit. Like a big <laughs> soap opera. Well, what was the last one? Uh, Spider-Man and uh, Ghost Rider team up. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I like both characters, but I would feel in that situation, Ghost Rider would just not want anything to do with Spider-Man. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I, I have no time for you, please. Go away. <laughs> I judge your soul, bro. <laughs> um, all right, so... It shoots a web in his face. Right. Dick. <laughs> Spider-Man's kind of a dick. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a troll. He's the definition of a troll. troll no, 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 no. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is um, sort of a big deal, just in case you hadn't heard already. Um, playing the role of Iron Man in the Marvel Universe films has given him an elevated status in the movie industry. And truth be told, a lot of other shit gave him an elevated status too, but just saying. Um, (laughs) When Downey jokingly asked for a 30-foot Avengers A sign, he truthfully didn't expect it to be delivered to his office. He was mistaken, the mirror reports. (laughs) Um, Downey told BBC Radio 1, quote, on the last Avengers, there's this scene where there's this A, which is probably 30 feet tall, and I'm looking at it, and we're shooting in England, and I go, I need that in my office in Venice. By the way, I always like when they quote Robert Downey Jr., because he never, he never, he doesn't sound like he has to have this canned response. Oh, like right, he's just yeah. like, yeah, man, I saw this fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> um, he continues about two weeks ago Wheeler showed up I'm like what the heck is this doing here and they go this is the A you asked for and I go they bought, they brought it so now we have a massive Avengers A that will be prominently placed um, Ben Affleck on the other hand asked for the bat suit from the upcoming <laughs> Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice film that he is currently starring in and was told it would run him about 100, 100K. <laughs> um, in Affleck's defense, the Avengers has made $1.5 billion worldwide. Um, and that isn't... And, and, and let's also think about how much money Robert Downey Jr. himself has made for... Word. Yeah. 
Uh, and that isn't even including the other Marvel films Downey has been involved in. Um, you have to earn you have to earn the props, Affleck. Lesson. <laughs> um, honestly, though, it, also in Affleck's defense, uh, I didn't put this in an article. I don't know why. I think I just forgot. But he um, Downey mentioned because someone said that to him, like, "Yeah, they were trying to charge uh, Ben Affleck for the suit." He's like, "Well, I don't own a full Iron Man suit." Yeah, <laughs> that's like the main prop. Like that's that's a little different than a random A that they're not going to use in the next movie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Kind of like, oh yeah, Affleck. Yeah, I got this giant A off the set of uh, Avengers. What'd you get? Um, I got this pen. Craft services <laughs> was the shit. Got a sandwich. Yeah, you know, because I had to bulk up for uh, for Batman. He does. He does look fucking swole up, dude. In that, he does in that sad does. Batman picture. It's that. It's that. It's you know. It's the roids, man. You know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no one can just be strong. It has to be steroids. <laughs> of course. How dare you? Ben, ben Affleck's from Boston, dude. He bulked up by like fucking going to the docks. He's an American. He's an American treasure. That's right. <laughs> he went to the docks and he was lifting like fucking rolls of rope like real real <laughs> fucking gritty shit he had a he had a, a wooden post right hanging on his shoulders that he's doing these little hops that's like right. fucking uh, rocky that's did, right <laughs> we do a real uh, back home baby <laughs> i just want to uh, make mention too that this is a uh, podcast number 166 so 600 podcasts from now will be the end of days <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Oh uh, man! Then you hear Arnold on here. Is that, what, that, yeah, that was him. End of days. Yeah. What's a quote from that movie? I'm trying to think. Uh... <laughs> My favorite quote from that wasn't from him. It was from uh, Al Pacino, where he said, um, "God is the biggest underachiever in history. He just has he just has a good publicist or something like that." Oh, okay. Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Dude, he had me fucking rolling with that quote like i was laughing my ass he's an absentee landlord (laughs) (laughs) how can al pacino play the devil twice though like like really like you shit together but no it wasn't out it wasn't al pacino in end of days was it it was um no i think it was gabrielle byrne was that but uh al pacino wasn't the devil's advocate and he where he still played the devil (laughs) yeah Uh, all right Moving on into gaming news, the gamers, <laughs> gamers love love to love things. What? When new when new games come out, they love to either love or hate them. Uh, gamers are a perplexing bunch. However, in a world of short campaigns and haphazard and haphazardly put together multiplayer levels, many gamers are taking notice as to how long it takes to play a game that does not include the multiplayer aspect. Uh, Unis you. <laughs> Ubisoft, I was going to say Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubisoft has announced their total playing time for their upcoming release, Far Cry 4. Creative director Alec Hutchinson claims that the campaign for the new game will take approximately 35 hours to complete. Jesus. That will include the main mission and all of the side content. This should give people a lot of playing time for the game, which is out on November 18th. Not only that, the only missing piece to the puzzle is the resolution of the game. You think that since the, the game is expected to be released in about a month's time, we would know what we should expect the game's resolution to be. Quote, 
we have not locked the resolution as of yet, but we are aiming for 1080p and not, um, on all platforms, including PC. Not 20k, <laughs> whatever the buzzword <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> uh, we can only hope that we, they reach that 1080p threshold, as many games are having trouble coming to that resolution. That uh, don't do not even get us started on the whole 900. Uh, do not get us mm-hmm. started on the whole 900p resolution that's been popping up on games. Uh, <laughs> well, they come well, up with a new resolution. I know it's like going, ah, fuck it, let's go. I mean, not a new resolution, but a new one to use for games. It's always been exactly. 720 or 1080. 1080, exactly. Don't that's half-ass it. it. You know. Yeah, suddenly it's like, well, we've got this 745. Uh, you need to yeah. show up to the party or fucking stay home. Exactly. Don't drive halfway there and just kind of shout. <laughs> uh, we'll keep you informed as to what the resolution for this one, uh, that for one of their more anticipated games this year, will be. The only thing that is um, that is surprising is the fact that not many publishers are creating games that take advantage of the whole 1080p graphics that they touted would revolutionize gaming. <laughs> and when making up a new resolution, and when did waking up a new resolution become a thing? Well, yeah. the same thing happened with the the 360 and the PS3. Both of those consoles can do 1080p too, but most the majority of games was in 720. Yeah. It was very rare that a game was in 1080. Now, for that particular generation, it made sense because you're pushing it at that point, and you got to make sacrifices right. elsewhere. But um, now there's no excuse. Yeah, and and it's like, oh yeah, we have the technology now. We can make all these games, and the graphics could look amazing. But we're gonna do this one in eight sixty five p, and uh, the other one coming out is gonna be nine forty two p. It's like what? <laughs> all I know as a PC gamer, uh, all my games are in ten eighty p. I don't even think my monitor can do nine hundred p. So <laughs> you guys can all suck it. Your monitor will be like, wait, what? What like, the fuck that is does, this? That's not real, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you better check yourself. Before you riggedy riggedy wreck yourself. Motherfucker. Right. The Samsung Galaxy Note 4 dropped today. Well, a couple days ago. And, of course, Note fans everywhere couldn't be happier. A side note to this. Somebody um, posted a picture of the Best Buy I used to work at. And it said the line for the Galaxy Note 4, and it was empty. There was no line. And I said, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like a hashtag iPhone 6 or something like that. They're just being a dick. Right. And I come and I go, one, the Note is a niche market. Two, Samsung tends to make enough. So you don't <laughs> have to stand in line for it. Apple, Apple and Nintendo, the two companies that go, we're going to make half of what we need. Right. And everybody's going to freak the fuck out. Yeah. Because then there's this rush on it. It, it, it's generate, it generates the illusion of, of want. Yeah. That if you see long lines, you see people not being able to get it, it generates that, oh, they're selling out. They must be doing well. But as we know with the Wii U, that's not the case. <laughs> long lines don't mean everyone loves it. Long line right. means there isn't enough. That's all that means. Yeah. And people are in. People stand in line for the iPhone because they know there isn't going to be enough. Yeah. Nobody stands in line for Samsung because there'll be plenty of them. And let's be honest, real people, real people, those who have jobs. Yeah, those who have jobs, real people that aren't into this whole somehow. Oh, waiting in line is so cool. No, real people order this shit online. 
and wait for it to come to their house. Word. Because I got shit to do. That's real talk. <laughs> the last thing I stood in line for on release day was Halo 3. <laughs> and and it was at that moment I was standing in line with a couple of buddies. And we had fun at first. And then I said, why are we doing this? And that was when the download, like you could you could um, pre-order pre-order um downloadable shit and stuff started happening and then i realized i could just pre-order this and pick it up in the morning yeah and then i realized that everyone standing in line because they needed to play it as soon as possible i'm not that person i don't i'll play it when whatever well even then i mean even if you can download it you can still play it as soon as possible yeah now you can preload on these new consoles yeah pretty sick yeah fucking i already saw the uh like you can uh, for people that can pre-download uh, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare on the second, yeah, of November. Yeah, you can preload the new um, Civilization game on Steam right now too. Steam yeah. does a lot of preloads for uh, PC, so we'll talk about Steam a little later in the podcast. Um, where the hell was I? Oh, apart from the actual features of the phone, there is one perk new owners will get. When they pick up their device, Samsung, through a partnership with the cloud gaming service OnLive, has included a free three-month subscription to the gaming service. What is online, you ask? Or OnLive, <laughs> you ask? You read my mind. Right. <laughs> OnLive <laughs> is a game streaming service that allows users to play high-end games on any device with a fast internet connection. Um, I'm sure you can play on a slow internet connection, too. It just isn't going to be ideal. Um, OnLive's computers do the heavy lifting when it comes to graphics and processing, while your input from a controller or touch is sent to the game. Um, quote, the addition of the online, on, why are you fucking saying online? The, <laughs> the addition of the OnLive app to the Samsung Galaxy Note 4 makes high-end games available that normally can't be played on an Android tablet. Mark Mark Jung, uh, executive chairman of OnLive, explains. On top of that, new users can take advantage of a seven-day free trial of OnLive's CloudLift service. CloudLift allows users to stream the games that stream the games they own onto their own devices straight from their own PC. That's kind of dope. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting ad for Samsung and a good deal for OnLive. OnLive filed bankruptcy in 2012 and seemed to be seems to be trying to gain a foothold again with cloud gaming. Uh, now this, now those that buy a new Note 4 will have something else to play with. Um, yeah, online. from their dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> online, online is a good service. <laughs> online was the first one, and then Gaikai came out, and then Sony bought Gaikai. So I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Gaikai was gaining a little too much of the market, basically. And OnLive was struggling, but now that Sony bought them, they're so exclusive to Sony that OnLive can kind of swoop in again. So, I like (laughs) I I think the cloud gaming thing is dope. Like if you have a fast internet connection, good to go. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to my 100 megs shit. (laughs) Right, you have that shit. You can have that kind of technology integrated into a TV. Oh shit! You know. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Online is cool too. They have a lot of old school games. Like I, I downloaded a free trial of it when it first came out, and I was playing. Um, I really wanted to test it, so I took out a fucking old piece of shit laptop that I had, <laughs> and um, I connected it 
wired and I played oh. like I fucking can't remember what I played. Like a Tomb Raider game or something. A game that that computer has no fucking chance of playing. Right. And it played just fine. Nice. Because the computer's not doing anything. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah, pretty cool. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, in comic news, if you've been, I don't actually have a one article talking about all of this. I've done piecemealed it through the week because Marvel's been piecemealing it through the week. If you have been noticing online, Marvel has been teasing a lot of shit this week. Yeah, they have. After the announcement at this year's New York Comic Con of Secret Wars, which obviously is supposed to be a war amongst superheroes from different, what I'm assuming is different parallel dimensions, it seems that with with that onset, we've also been seeing various versions of old series like Civil War, which came out on, which was teased on Monday. And then, of course, you had uh, uh, years of futures past. And then you had Hulk, Planet Hulk. And then there came out uh, Armor Wars. Now they just released House of M, which was announced on Monday. So it seems that Marvel is attempting to. In my opinion, it seems that they're going to have all these events released again, but how they played out in other other universes is what I'm assuming. And most likely, it's probably what they're going to go with. And to be honest, that's kind of cool. You like to see, you know, what somebody else thinks. And like, oh, yeah, you know, what if Spider-Man, you know, what if Captain America was for the thing and Tony Stark was against it, you know, and for like Civil War and all of that stuff. But yeah. It, it'll be interesting, and some people will say, oh, it's a fucking cash grab. Well, so is every other thing from any comic book <laughs> publisher. Um, it's like, oh, did you think they, it was a charity? Yeah. Like, they want to yeah. make that money, man. Yeah. I mean, we've there's even rumors that uh, DC is starting to work, start working into, well, with the multiverse, with uh, um, Grant Morrison, and then, of course, other multiverse storylines that seem to be popping up next year could be another thing where we get into an infinite crisis with DC again. So, you know, it's things like this, I don't know. I, for me, I kind of like the parallel universe stories, like especially when they interact with one another. Yeah. You get to see what the fuck happened, and, and, and I, I'm kind of cool with that. But as of this moment, we still don't know what the fuck they're planning, and we could all be wrong. I doubt I am, but <laughs> I could. It's quite possible. And as but, always, I doubt I'm wrong. Yeah, but then again, I doubt it. Suck <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, so we th- I thought it was simply going to end on Friday because it's usually they tease for a week, but Monday morning they teased out uh, House of M. So uh, just trying to think of all the other big events that Marvel's had and what other ones they're going to do. So I'm assuming we're going to probably end up having... Um, Oh, what was that one with the scrolls where they started taking over everybody? Uh, uh, oh, I can't remember that series. That was the one where they started having doppelgangers of people. Oh, um, but, oh, fuck the scroll wars. Yeah. So wasn't it scroll war the shape shifting aliens from like the Andromeda yeah. galaxy? Yeah. So dickheads. Yeah. Word. 
word to your mother. But we'll keep you we'll keep you informed of all the stuff that comes out in the in the coming weeks. So. Excuse me. I was busy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm done. Now. <laughs> I'm done. This fucking asshole. Jesus. Deuces. Deuces, bitch. Um, so my comic book story has a comic book character in it. Um, because really, and, and, and this is Adam's reach. <laughs> look, there's two oh, things. There's two things here. You can see why there wasn't much comic news this week. One is I'm going to talk about the Flash television series, and two, the only thing Steve talked about was fucking cock tease previews from Marvel. So, I'm just saying. All right. I'm not saying my article's better. And I'm not saying his is worse. But mine is better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, the hype train oh, was... Really, I am. Right. <laughs> Check out this pun in the beginning of this Flash article. The hype train was running laps around all of us when it came to the C- went to the CW's The Flash. Get it? Because The Flash, he wow. runs. You know, yeah. Wow. I thought it was clever when I wrote it. Um there that were teasers like in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there were. I think it was like five in the morning. Um, there were teasers, full trailers, set photos, and plenty more to keep everyone interested. It seems that all of that paid off with the Flash being the biggest premiere for the CW since the Vampire Diaries. Jesus. And let's be honest, the Vampire Diaries. It was for that chick that was on there because she is like mind-blowingly hot. Um, Deadline reports. That she's mine, but no, I'm just kidding. The Flash passed, <laughs> <laughs> the, Flash passed uh, the Vampire Diaries with an audience of 6.42 million during its premiere. Um, this is even more impressive when you take in the fact that the pilot episode was leaked earlier in the summer online. The, the um, article I read said that was impressive. I don't think it's that impressive because, as we all know, which some people seem to not know this, it doesn't matter if you can bootleg something. It's gonna the same amount of viewers are gonna show up when it comes out. Well, they also said that they added like three minutes to the pilot. Yeah. That there's always a way they'll offset it, and then you know, bleh, 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 bleh. Um, Personally, I think the show earned the hype that it was given, and I think Steve is on that. uh, Yeah. Assumption as well. A solid episode too. Huh? Like the second episode too. Yeah, second episode dope too. Um, a solid story paired with a great execution made for a great show. Oh. Um, while the pilot did very well, we'll have to wait and see how the ratings look after the honeymoon period. Um, the Flash was hyped pl- plenty and benefited from the popularity of sister shows such as The Arrow, Arrow and Gotham. And I put parentheses, I know Gotham isn't set in the same time period, but it's, it's along the same vein. Um, executive producer Geoff jack off johns <laughs> <laughs> jeff johns um praised the show saying quote it's probably the most faithful dc comic adaptation ever and i have to agree and i do agree i mean they they yeah. really really i mean it's still you know you got to change some things you're, you're going yeah. from one medium to the other but it's really been holding true um yeah. i think and it's especially in just the way the actor is portraying Barry Allen it is, is yeah. very much the way he is in the comic book. And I, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's really good, man. The second, and the yeah. second episode held my attention just as well as the first one. 
Yeah, well, it's funny is that they only noticed a slight fluctuation between the first and second episode. So, oh, really? You know, I didn't have yeah. a number. I didn't look at the numbers yet. Yeah, they said that there was a, a minor fluctuation, but still means it's holding strong. And I personally thought the second story was actually really strong in regards to the relationship between Barry and, uh, you know, the, the, the cop that be, kind of became his father, you know? Well, yeah, they kind of filled in that story gap because um, you knew that he took him under his wing, but you didn't know how deep it went until the second. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know how the hell they're going to prove anything to get the father out, but we'll, Meh. we'll see, you know, right. I'm along all for right. the ride, buddy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Captain cold this week, bitch. Oh, for real? Ten- yeah, for real. It's captain cold this week. This motherfucker. Yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be the dude from, uh, um, what do you call it, from uh, Prison Break. He's playing... Uh, oh, no shit. Yeah, he's going to be playing Captain Cold. So, definitely got to be looking forward to that, bitch. Cheesy-ass name, Captain Cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool character, but the name is dumb. Yeah. Captain Cold and Heat Wave are supposed to be in later in the season, too. All right, so, moving on into technology. So, of course, there was an Apple event last week. And many of the things that were not announced or briefly talked about were given dates and follow-ups for some of the missing announcements that we heard earlier in the month. Sorry for the late posting of it last uh, last week, but whew, there was quite a bit of stuff to cover. Uh, so here's a little rundown uh, of all the stuff that was announced. <laughs> um, Apple Pay. So Apple first announced the Apple Pay system last um, earlier this month with their release of the iOS of uh, iOS 8 and the iPhone 6 announcement. However, there was no mention of the release date. After the botched release of I- iOS 8.0.1, there are a few uh, there are a few people that may be concerned about it. Uh, they have announced the release for Apple Pay for October 20th, which was yesterday, uh, which will coincide uh, with the release of iOS 8.1. The system will work on all iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus users. Apple has been working with American Express, MasterCard, Visa to link credit cards to the service and simply tap your uh, iPhone at stores like Walgreens, Macy's, McDonald's, Disney, and uh, more to join. And they've added over 500 banks, including Bank of America. Now, it seems that they'll be using a variation of the two-step authentication program. Uh, You may have to use the... NFC chip inside the iPhone 6, so the iPhone 6 Plus, and you can confirm the payment with the Touch ID. Developers have been using this as a method to integrate app purchases with the apps to be confirmed by Touch ID. And my, I like kind of like that because then it'll prevent a lot of people from those phony charges that they get, you know, yeah. when kids use them and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of cool. Uh, Yosemite. See a lot avail- of kids from getting that end of the belt. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> Uh, Yosemite has been released. Mac users have been waiting patiently for the release of the new operating system. Uh, this uh, released nearly three weeks after iOS 8 and was announced that the new OS uh, update will be available at the Macs and the Mac, Mac App Store. Jesus Christ, for free. The new OS includes a visual redo of. Uh, OS 10 and the style and color scheme matches closely with iOS 
one of the biggest features with Yosemite is the integration between Mac, iPhone, and iPads. Uh, you can move your workflow easily between the different devices, which will prompt you, uh, which will be prompted when switching devices. And if you would like to continue where you're left off, it's not clear. Uh, it's um, oh, if that was not clear, you can start an email on your iPad and then move it over to your iPhone. And if you if you're on the go, and then once you're back in the office, you can finish it on your Mac. Uh, Apple will be moving closer to an annual update for OS 10 which will allow the operating system to update on the back end, keeping itself integrated to the annual iOS updates that have currently been happening. It is currently available on the Mac App Store for free, so go ahead and you can get the link on thelazygeeks.com to go ahead and get that, if you haven't already done so. Yeah. iOS 8.1. Apple has been struggling with the release of iOS 8. In the few weeks that they have had more bad press about glitches than anything we've heard about in the past few years, one interesting fact, according to Apple, is nearly 50% of all iOS users have upgraded to iOS 8. That may sound impressive, but it's a little lower than where they were normally with um, would have been at this point. CEO Tim Cook said about 64% of iOS users has up uh, 46%. Sorry. Uh, iOS users has upgraded in uh, sim- oh no I'm sorry I read that wrong it was 64% of iOS users have upgraded in a similar window so meaning that they're basically at I think the last report was 48% had upgraded while previous um, windows at the, s- at the exact same time for different OS's had 64% I think the botch updates may have scared some people off uh, but the first update uh, for the device will be on October 20th, which was uh, Sunday, and will have very uh, impressive features like Apple Pay, very various tie-ins with OS X Yosemite, as well as bringing back the camera roll and the beta version of the iCloud Photo Library, a feature that will store all your photos from all your devices, including Macs, to the cloud. Uh, of course, new iPads were announced. The iPad Air 2. We all knew it was coming. But Apple announced that the new iPad Air 2. Some of the highlights of the devices is that it's slimmer than the original iPad Air, which seems hard to do. But it'll only be 6.1 millimeter stick, which is down from the 7.5 millimeter of its origin of the original. Uh, pretty soon it's going to be fucking paperweight. Mm. Uh, it will also so thin you can't hold it. Exactly. A wind will blow it away. It'll also be the first iPad ever available in gold, if you're into that sort of thing. The size will be the same, 9.7-inch screen, but the display will be brighter. The LCD glass and touch sense will now be optically bonded so that there should be no more air gaps between uh, between them. Apple gave it an anti-reflective coat to reduce the reflection by by 56% should make it easier to read in daylight. Uh, Apple is also using the Touch ID on this device. The camera has, uh, for the device has been upgraded. It improves the uh, camera to an 8 megapixel sensor with a 1.12 micron pixel and a lens with an f2.4 aperture. And it'll be able to record in 1080p video, slow motion video, camera panora- uh, panoramas, as well as photos in burst mode and time-elapse uh, that was part, already part of the original iPhone releases. The Air 2 will be available with the new A8X processor, which is more powerful than the previous chip that operates, quote, 40% faster than the original Air, and it boasts about a 180 times improvement of graphics performance, 10-hour battery life, 
and of course the 802.11 AC Wi-Fi for faster internet connections that came with the uh, that'll come with uh, iOS 8.1. Uh, it'll be available in gold, silver, and gray beginning at $499 for the 16 gigabyte Wi-Fi model only. Apple will be offering uh, models with additional storage selling the 64 for $599 and the 128 for $699. Pre-orders have already begun. They began last week on October 17th. And if you like the LTE version, uh, which is available, just tack on an additional $130 for the price. The original iPad Air will be available for only $399. Here's one of the things that I thought was a bit screwy. The new iPad Mini 3. Now it was announced and it'll have a touch ID screen sensor on it, but Apple didn't spend a whole lot of time on the announcement and we can see why. With the exception of the touch ID home button, it is nearly identical to the device that was released last year, mm. including the original A7 chip. The uh, Mini 3 will start at 399 for the 16 gig with Wi-Fi only and will end at 729 for the 128 gig plus LTE. Pre-orders also began last week and will ship out at nearly the end of this week. The mini iPad 2 can be purchased as low as $299, um, and the non-Retina mini will cost you $249. Given that there's no substantial upgrade between the iPad mini 2 and 3, with the exception of the Touch ID, you should simply go for the older model for the price break. Obviously, the that'll run AO, um, iOS 8.1, but it would, it would not be financially responsible to upgrade for just one minor item. Uh, another one was the Mac Mini. These are kind of cool. Uh, if you if if I think this the, was I think the Mac Mini is like the dopest computer they sell. One because it's it, not a million dollars, right? And two, it's upgradable. The new one's upgradable. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll shut yeah, up it's... now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there was something that needed an update, it was the Mac Mini. The up, uh, updated device will sport the fourth-generation Intel Core processor, two Thunderbolt ports, and the Intel Iris and HD Graphics 5000 options. There will be three standard models for the Mac Mini, a 1.4 GHz dual-core Intel i5 model with 4 gigs memory, 500 gigabyte hard drive storage space, and in, an Intel HD Graphics 500 for 5000 for 499. The section, second option bumps to... Um, the speed to the dual core i5 processor um, to 2.6 gigahertz and an 8 gig ram intel isis graphics and a one terabyte of hard drive storage for 699 that's not bad uh and the standard def um the final standard configuration will ship with a 2.8 gigahertz dual core i5 processor 8 gigs of ram intel iris uh, graphics and a one gigabyte fusion drive for 999. Now you can you can upgrade the configurations to a 3.0 uh, gigahertz dual core i7, get up to 16 gigabytes of memory and a one terabyte of flash storage. Unlike previous models that offer, um, unlike previous models, th they will not offer this in a quad core i7 model. But still, that's pretty sweet though. Yeah, but the 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 type of customer that's buying a, a Mac Mini isn't looking for a fucking quad core i7. Yeah, and if you are, then you you should really be stepping up to uh, that fucking tube <laughs> okay. thing they sell. Right, right, right. <laughs> that computer is actually really impressive. It's yeah. so expensive though. Like, of course, just uh... yeah. Uh, I now iMac. Has, I mean, Apple has announced the new iMac desktop computers with complete high resolution Retina display. 
the latest model will be the world's highest resolution display at 5120 by 2880 on a 27-inch screen. Uh, Apple notes that it has seven times more pixels than an HD TV with 14.7 million in total. That's 67% more pixels than, a four, than 4K displays, and they're calling it Retina 5K. Even though they offer the higher resolution, the model retains the same 5mm thick profile of the current iMac, and, but Apple claims that it uses 30% less energy. That's one thing I like about Apple, too, is they like to save on that energy yeah. stuff. Because that shit can get hot quick. Your power bill yeah. is a little high. <laughs> that power bill, though. <laughs> the new iMac will start at $2,500 with units available for purchase as of the announcement date. The base model will come with a 3.5 gigahertz quad-core Intel Core 1. Uh, i5 processor, an AMD Radeon R9 M. 290x graphics card, 8 gigabytes of RAM, and one terab- and a 1 terabyte Fusion drive. You can upgrade it to a 4 gigahertz Core i7, 32 gigs of RAM, and a 3 terabyte Fusion drive. Fuck me, dude. Or a 1 terabyte solid state drive. There you go. Yeah. Apple will continue to offer the 21.5 inch and the 27 inch non-retina iMacs. This last one that they announced sounds really cool and could actually be the end um could be the end of sim cards as we know it uh one of the new technologies developed for the ipad air 2 is a thing called apple sim the feature will allow customers to switch cellular carriers through the ios settings this will allow you to set up a single device from one provider to another currently apple has the device set up for at&t sprint and t-mobile missing from the list is verizon of course but apple says the provider lineup uh, can change quote the new Apple SIM is pre-installed on iPad Air 2 with Wi-Fi plus cellular models. Uh, Apple said on their on their website, the Apple SIM gives you the flexibility to choose from a variety of short-term plans for select carriers in the U.S. and U.K. right on your iPad. So whenever you need it, you can choose uh, the plan that works for you best and with no long-term commitments. Uh, that's kind of cool because then if you end up you know, as with a lot of them now, you're buying the fucking phones, move it over to someone else, and yeah. you're, you're good to go. So, my um, the conclusion, many of the offering Apple announced for this presentation sounds great. The new iPad 2 sounds great, as does the new uh, iMac in terms of resolution. The announcement of the iOS... 8.1 is a bit of a letdown, especially since we only have the, we've only had the original iOS 8 for nearly a month but it seems a bit of a mixed bag but it but does deserve the same profile as the iphone announcement apple just needs to announce uh, at the time at the time of their announcement they hadn't released yosemite yet but that has already been up and available yosemite. oh and it, yosemite and one other trick too guys if you are going to install any of the ios updates do it through your computer. Don't do over the air. It's just easier. You can download it. It doesn't need as much space as it would if you were to do it over the air. Yeah, the, the, over the air, it, I swear that has to be a bug. There has to be something that Apple tr- has to figure out because that's ridiculous. When you have a 1.6 gigabyte uh, update, but you need 5 gigs for it to install, that's like... Right, what? right, right. It's almost like, do they not realize that most people don't have unlimited data plans and right like come on come 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 on come on come on come on come on come on 
seriously, come on. Fuck. Um, <laughs> come on, me. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Most of you reading this, or listening to this, rather, uh, may not be aware that HP has still been supporting WebOS's cloud services all this time. Um, Say it's not true. I know. Uh, many of you may not even be aware of what WebOS is uh, or why they're ending support in the first place. Don't worry, you haven't been missing out on anything. HP's failed attempt at a mobile operating system is getting the axe on January 15, 2015. So the company so the company says in this announcement that is linked on PlaceGeeks.com. Quote, <laughs> The user count has dwindled to the point where it is no longer viable to keep the services running. This does not disable the devices currently running in the field, the company explains in a fact that it's linked on thelazygeeks.com. If you're owning if you're the owner of a WebOS device, you don't have to worry too much about your immediate use. The device the devices are not going to shut down or lock you out. With cloud services being disabled, however, you will no longer be able to back up or restore your device from the cloud or recover your password from locked devices. HP recommends you write down your password and keep it in a safe place as well as turn off the device's locking function. Um, the HP app catalog will no longer be available after the shutdown, so grabbing new apps or updates for your current ones won't happen. Uh, users will be able to download apps that that they have already purchased before November 1st, right up until January 15th, however. All jokes aside, WebOS wasn't a bad platform. platform it just wasn't necessary. Android took over the space that WebOS was trying to fill, so the OS really didn't have a leg to stand on. Speaking of Android, if you are a WebOS user looking for something else, then Android would be happy to fit your needs. Um, <laughs> I actually liked WebOS when it first came out because it was like fully open source. Oh, yeah. um, and you could do anything to it, but nobody cared about that, especially at the time that it came out. Mm. So Android just kind of said, hey, uh, real quick, can you move out of the way, please? Thanks. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. who. Excuse, excuse me. Can I get past you here, real quick? Right. Thanks. I don't remember who originally <laughs> made WebOS because HP bought it. I can't, right, I can't right. remember who originally made it, but um, you know, I, I I dealt with a few of the uh, HP tablets that had WebOS for a couple of buddies of mine. They had one, and they, you know, every single one wanted the same thing. Can you install right. Android on this, please? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so. They had one because it was they were all the WebOS devices were unlocked, so you could mm. install Android to them. Nah. So most people just did that because you couldn't. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> Android's free, the OS yeah. anyway. So I installed right. uh, I installed Yosemite on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Before it was even released, that's how badass that's right. I am. <laughs> As if you needed to tell everybody that you were that badass. You probably didn't. <laughs> everybody pretty much knows. I mean, yeah. If you don't right. know, now you know. <laughs> All right. Well, this is your bit now. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I need to be reminded sometimes. <laughs> uh, let's see. So. <laughs> this is really funny. Oh, there's an update to the article now. So this article is from IGN. I, I wrote, I have a little write-up coming out tomorrow or the day of this comes out. But 
Um, I'll read the original article and then I'll read the update. So the original articles, Valve Valve pulled Code Avarice's first-person shooter, uh, Paranautical Activity, for sale from Steam today after the developer tweeted about wanting to harm its CEO and founder, Gabe Newell. Um, oh, by the way, I didn't do the intro. This is this bitch. Many times people, companies, or someone d- does something that is straight-up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch, and this is definitely a bitch. That's why I just rolled right into it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, apparently dissatisfied with the distribution services, or I'm sorry, the distribution platform's service, uh, developer Mike Malbeck's tweet, uh, which has since been deleted, stated, quote, that I am going to kill Gabe Newell. He is going to die, end quote. Uh, Malbec followed up, fo- followed up and deleted Followed up the deleted tweet with um, admissions of his mistake. Um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the tweets the tweets come after Paranautical Activity exited early access uh, slash beta and officially released for this for sale on Steam and other platforms today. The Unity Power title had uh, been gathering votes on Steam Greenlight to be selected for distribution since September 2012. While the game is no longer on the storefront, its Greenlight page is still active. Uh, Paranautical Activities description states that... It, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> so, he's an idiot. So, let's um, let's read the update. So, if anything changes, sorry. But here, here's the update. Uh, developer Malbec, Malbec uh, told IGN that he became frustrated when Valve marked the newly released full version of Paranautical Activity as out, quote, now on early access. Uh, More quotes from the man himself. I knew this would greatly cripple sales and confuse customers, Malbec writes. I, in fact, had already begun getting tweets and emails from people claiming I marked it as early access myself to try and avoid criticism of the final version. This being a project I spent years of my life on, I was very frustrated by this mistake Valve made. So I tweeted a series of tweets calling them incompetent that eventually ended in me saying, I swear I'm going I'm going to fucking kill Gabe or something. He writes, he doesn't even know what he said, like seriously. Um, a statement I obviously didn't mean, but nonetheless was totally unacceptable and driven entirely by the heat of frustration I was feeling at the time. Okay, so he's fully admitted that he fucked up now because at the time when i wrote the article um he uh he was like going val's being fucking stupid you know whatever he's just thinking he's thinking with his fucking emotions too much that's not how you carry on business you know all right according to malbec valve emailed the developer when when it became aware of the tweet with an explanation of why it closed down code avarice's steam admin accounts and remove the game from purchase on Steam. The notification provided to IGN stated that while Valve is comfortable with partners expressing frustration or viewpoints through social media and the press, quote, death threats cross the line, end quote. <laughs> Valve left the title's community hub online so existing customers can have a place to discuss the game. Uh, the company will help the developer ship any future updates to Steam customers. 
Malbec approached Valve about reversing its decision, but he isn't confident the game will return for sale on the platform. Um, so yeah, this guy's a fucking idiot. And um, I, you know, great. He's I made a mistake. Fine, but that's not how he was before. Like he, right. he had a series of tweets, right? Um, mm-hmm. And before he said that Gabe Newell should is gonna die, he said, um, you know, Valve's fucking incompetent, like cur- just cursing and. And Valve needs to get their shit together and this and that. Like, I understand he developed a video game, which is something I haven't done, something that Steve hasn't done. But he's also not fucking Valve. Right. Like, just because you made a game doesn't mean you're some kind of fucking savant that everyone needs to bow to. So, ended with the tweet, you know, which, you know, I'm going to kill Gabe Noel, essentially. Now, he could have said, I hope Valve fucking blows up or something that would have been completely fine no one would have cared because it's just a company or even if if valve fucking dies i hope valve dies because there's the times where you know we've said fucking blackberry should just die already and there's a lot and that's the thing there were a lot of comments in his defense on on twitter saying oh when hasn't somebody said that i'm like oh yeah i've said it plenty of times too but i didn't say it to the company that was helping me get money for my shit yeah, you don't say it on social media where everybody reads it. Like you, you, literally biting the hand that feeds you. And yeah, well, remember, people. There's a lot of people now that are just so entitled. I think they should be able to say whatever the fuck they want. These kids go on bus on school buses and say like, as they're getting off, oh, I have Ebola, and then you know people start freaking out and shit. And you know it's just like, oh, you guys are stupid. At what point is that even professional? You're a fucking creator. You should have a little more. Well, yeah. I don't know. And then his tweets go on about, you know, what he said there in a nicer way that he was frustrated it was going to cause confusion. Okay. The game came out. This all happened on the same day the game was released. Like, yeah. you couldn't have contacted Valve and had a little patience and realized that you're not the only game on Steam. Right. That you, just because your game released, it's like a voxel first-person shooter. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm well, not saying the game is shit. I've never played it, but it's but it probably is. It's <laughs> right. It's not the um you know the latest release of fucking Call of Duty. Like it's right. not that big of a deal for Valve to just fucking oh hold on, let me stop doing everything else that we're doing to fix a grammatical error. Yeah on the title of the status of your game. Right. You know, it, it's, it just shows that he's not professional and he did make some comments that weren't in this update that he's not going to develop games anymore because steam has a monopoly. And if he can't put games on steam, blah, 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 blah. Electronic arts doesn't have any problem selling games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of other people can sell games without steam. And I, I, I honestly would not be surprised if tomorrow or, or later in the week he's, his tune is completely different. This just seems like a guy who can't keep his fucking mouth shut when he's upset. <laughs> which, is, which means that I thoroughly hope he becomes a giant success because there will be plenty of times to laugh at the silly shit that he says. Oh, yeah. So you can start saying stupid shit like that when you're big time. Yeah. You know, whoa, who, but when you, when you still need these companies to get your right. shit out there, like Gabe Newell could say, he hopes you die. Eh. Nobody's gonna say anything to Gabe Newell. 
Gabe Newell, everybody's going to be like, yeah, no, he's right. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah, someone might just kill you if Gabe Newell... (laughs) It just pisses me off. It kind of... It it doesn't piss me off on a personal level, like, whatever, but it kind of pissed me off, too, because Steam and Valve and Gabe Newell make it such a big push to just, like, change gaming, and, and they made PC gaming a big deal again, and the push into Linux scene and stuff like that. Like they do interesting things. They deserve the praise they get. Yeah. And I, and, va- and over us, an error that could have yeah. easily been fixed. This guy blows up like, fuck you. Yeah. Don't make any games anymore. Then who cares? Yeah, you know, pretty much. Steam will have plenty of other games to green light. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to recommend a this bitch for the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lazygeeks, or mention it to us on Twitter at the lazygeeks using the hashtag this bitch. Uh, you can even email it to us on the website, thelazygeeks.com. All right. So our final story today, and uh, this one here is something Adam and I have kind of touched on before, but uh, this comes from Variety. And Marvel executive producer and executive vice president for visual effects and post-production, Victoria Alonso, called for VFX pros to hire more women, not just for gender equality, but because it'll improve the work. Uh, During her keynote, uh, she drifted away from the process of, uh, you know, Marvel making um, the story process to thank uh, the group of... Uh, for inviting women to speak, but raised her voice and add, where are the girls? Quote, you've got to get girls in here, boys. It's better when it's 50-50, she continued. I have I have been with uh, you beautiful, handsome, talented, creative men in dark rooms for two decades, and I can tell you that those rooms are better when there are a few of us in them. So as you take this with you, please remember that it is okay to allow the ladies in. They're smart, they're talented, they bring uh, balance to what you need. Marvel has put Alonzo in the position of authority, uh, in a position of authority, but has not yet announced a film centered around a female superhero. Variety asked Alonzo in an offstage conversation, "What? Uh, when will Marvel do so?" And she replied, "If it was up to me, I would do it today." She said. Alonzo took a long pause to consider what she would say next, finally smiling and declining to say more. <laughs> By the way, uh, that long pause that she took. That's something that the dude in the previous discussion failed to do. Exactly. That that's professionalism. <laughs> right. Like, should yeah, exactly. I say Marvel's a piece of shit? No. No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I could, and then I would be out my job. <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll I'll stick with not saying anything else. Um, asked whether Mar- uh, Warner's announcement of the Wonder Woman film has put more pressure on Marvel to do female superhero movies. She said, we have so much pressure internally for everything we do. We don't need outside pressure. We are always so hard on ourselves. She said Marvel does hope the Warner's DC is successful because, quote, the success of superheroes, whether it's ours or others, is, su- is success for all of us. But I will honor I will be honored to be part of the woman of a woman leading the way. I like that comment because it's so true because people, people always sit there and go, Oh, DC and Marvel, but DC Marvel, but it's if you don't have, it is irrelevant because a comic book movie is a comic book movie. If you do, if you have bad comic book movies, like it almost happened until Marvel and um, Nolan kind of took the reins and said, no, 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 no. We're tired of you guys fucking our shit up. We're going to do it our way. It, it just, it's, Nobody's going to see them, and then nobody's going to produce them, and then nobody's yeah. going to do it. The DC, I mean, and and 
I'm sure, and I'm a hardcore DC fan, I'm sure DC fans are going to hate me for this, but the DC movies coming out are even more exciting for everybody because of the success of the Marvel movie. Like, exactly. yeah, they're competitors, you know what I mean? But if you really look at the way movies are, they really don't compete. Like, Batman versus Superman is not going to come out on the same weekend as a Marvel movie. They're not going right. to do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, yeah, there's competition, but it is, it's true. I mean, if one does great, then the other ones do great. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the real key that we need. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, um, there's been a big push uh, among the, the community to see a uh, a female superhero on the big screen. I'm personally for that. I think they Marvel especially has quite a few female characters that would be good on the big screen that they could that they could do. Um, you know, but there's a hold up. There's because it's that it's that idea that for some reason women women starring movies don't have that kind of same pull that a, that a male one does i think you got to look at more of the aspect uh, the more aspect of what goes into the movie the, the female movie could simply either be too much of a i'm a badass and i'm gonna kick the ever-living shit out of you while it works for a guy because most guys can detach that way you know i think for some sometimes we want to see a female character a little more fleshed out like the taken movies like you know, you see Taken, you're like, well, all he did was, he, you know, he, you know, kicked ass and, you know, did all this. But he was going to save his daughter. Yeah. There was that emotional hook to it. There was that he they took my daughter. I'm not kicking people's ass just simply because I'm kicking people's asses. It's because I want to be I want to get my daughter back. Um, they mentioned that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has already features a super uh, female superhero uh, or female heroine. Sorry, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. And, but she also headlined Lucy, which was Luke Benson's sci-fi pick that um, grossed over four hundred million dollars worldwide. Um, yeah, but she she grossed she headlined the movie, but she wasn't even in it. Like, no, 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 no. No, her her the movie Lucy. She started. Oh my bad. That I'm was, thinking about. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about her. Oh no, no. Yeah, my this fault. isn't. Yeah, yeah, this one's Lucy, where she was. You know, she had access to her. You know, took something where it gave her like hundred percent, you know, of her brain. And it grossed over $400 million. It did okay here, but it really took off worldwide. So, you know, I, I personally think that in the in this aspect of, you know, trying to get female superheroes out there and, and, and into the public's eye, I think much like, I, I mean, you, when you're doing a first, you have to be careful how you do it. Because you don't want it to seem condescending. Like, you don't want, yeah. You could yeah, have exactly. you could have like the first. Let's say, imagine if Marvel did this. I was thinking about this while you're talking. The they go, we're gonna come out with female lead Marvel movie, and it was like Mary Jane and and uh, a few other characters, and it was like a wives' club movie. Oh, that geez. would be so fucked up on so many levels. Yeah, yeah, and and like DC really had no choice. They had to have. Well, a they had to have. Yeah. You're trying to make the and, Justice League. She's one of the biggest league people in the Justice League. Yeah, so you, you're, you know, if you're DC, you're stuck in a corner. You have to do a Wonder Woman. The Avengers doesn't have the major players, and the Avengers are all men. Yeah. So they Marvel can kind of get away with skirting or skating past that issue. 
I guess. Um, <laughs> skirting? Skirting past it. <laughs> Pun intended? No. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've always but, always been like, if the story's good, this, you know, whatever. Like, I don't give a shit yeah. if it's a chick or a dude. Yeah, I, I know. To me, it's going to be like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a comic book. You can do Batgirl, you know. Batgirl might be dope. That You know, Batgirl would be dope. Um, even if they did, you know, um, a Captain Marvel, you know, or Ms. Marvel. Just make Star, it, change it a little. Starfire would be dope. Yeah, Starfire would be dope. You know, there's a lot of... She-Hulk would be pretty interesting. Because she has the intellect to go up against fucking Tony Stark. But the physical prowess to go with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, but Hulk. I think She-Hulk... Not because it's a woman, just the character would always be a second player. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a She-Hulk movie at least now. Um, or even Spider Woman, like they're talking about Spider Woman for Spider Woman. Um, there's so many, like there's yeah. so many chicks. Make a Gamora solo flick. <laughs> Shit, even take one of the X, one of the X Men. Yeah, take one of the X Men characters and give that a solo movie. You definitely do it. I mean, there's plenty of comic book characters that are female that you wouldn't give a movie, but there's plenty of male right. characters you wouldn't get. You can give Plastic Man a fucking movie. <laughs> you know, it, it's just yeah. <laughs> fucking Plastic Man, dude. <laughs> plastic Man, <laughs> Jesus. Um, Howard the Duck. What? <laughs> well, you know, um, I think uh, I think DC. You you almost want to say DC has had better female lead characters but it's only because you think about wonder woman like wonder woman is the perfect female character to have the first the yeah. first female lead movie i think in the superhero yeah. because she's just she's everything you know i think it's a fleshed out character because let's be honest you're gonna have a female lead in a movie we don't need to make her a man you know and right. that's the big thing you know make the character seem like she's just some tough fucking tough guy or whatever like right. wonder woman is perfect because she's tough she don't put up with anyone's bullshit but she's feminine about it yeah. you know what i mean and I, th I think that that's an important aspect that you have to play into the character and that's what everyone's afraid of like oh if we have a feminine lead then men aren't gonna watch it. are you serious men spend most of their life watching women yeah in various states of undress <laughs> but still <laughs> uh yeah yeah i totally agree with that all right. Well, I think that is it for this uh, Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. <laughs>